Sophie proves she's a Swiss soldier by showing her a Swiss army knife right at the top of the scene, <laughs> yeah. which was so funny. Uh, <laughs> but Sophie asks only her about Swiss uh, soldiers have <laughs> only no only Swiss soldiers could possibly ever get their hands on a Swiss army knife. <laughs> yeah, if you have a Swiss army knife, that's stolen. Congratulations, yeah. you've been you've been drafted into. <laughs> yeah, it's official. This neutral Swiss investigative <laughs> party. Hello and welcome to Movie Struck, a podcast about movies and the people who watch them. I'm your host, Sophia Ricciardi, and I am joined today by uh, a guy who I still have a fake business card that was made for him in a high school <laughs> production on my on my wall. Will, Will, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello. Wow. I just, I, it's so funny you bring it up. I literally today just found a box of those, <laughs> of those business cards. Wilber like C. Henderson, Internal Revenue Department. I have exactly. one that has followed me around since high school i'm so glad that you still have the mother load of them because we got yeah. so many printed it was a lot it was yeah it was a lot <laughs> incredible I'm glad you still have it yeah. that's great to know it's just one of those weird little things that i'm like i can never throw this out it feels like it's not important but it feels important yeah <laughs> like, this is gonna come up someday uh, it's paying yeah. dividends now on the podcast <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. uh you know whatever we with a mutual friend who's been on the podcast before, Brendan, who every time he comes on, yeah. I have to put him on blast for having thrown something at me in high school. So I feel like now we'll start the trend of what weird prop of Wills do I still have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but Will, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. And, uh, you know, I have to ask you the question that I ask every guest at the top of the show. Uh, why did we watch Joint Security Area? So it, it, um, it was actually like two things. Well, the first... Mm-hmm. I, I, I've listened to a couple episodes of the podcast and I wanted to I wanted to think I, I really love movies so I wanted to take it seriously when I come <laughs> on the podcast so I looked at like all the movies that have been on and I was thinking what's mm-hmm. something like new that I could bring something that hasn't been on that I would want and I came to uh, a Korean movie because Korean yeah. movies are incredible and mm-hmm. um, this is this is one of the first ones I saw like after I kind of realized oh like Korean cinema is its own thing fully that should be explored. This is one of the first mm-hmm. ones like post parasite, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there was a really big, uh, I mean, I don't think I saw a really big push in yeah. a lot of like Western viewers. Okay. Parasite, uh, had an amazing reception, <laughs> one best picture, rightfully yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> and now there's really renewed interest in, uh, Korean movies, which I've, I've seen a couple here and there. I, I kind of started mm-hmm. watching them around like train to Busan, Ish era. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. a big like horror fan for a while there, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't seen Joint Security Area before this podcast, and I was very excited when you yeah. picked it because I'm like, yeah, yes, we, <laughs> yeah. we don't get a lot of foreign movies on the show. <laughs> I think we had Bakuro yeah. a while back, and this is the yeah. only one and since. So, ugh, exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I also part of it was also that this movie. I don't personally. I don't like military movies. I don't like mm-hmm. war movies. I feel I, like the good ones are horrifying and the bad ones are like propaganda (laughs) and so i'm not really interested but this one despite it being a military movie it's still it won my heart and i i gotta give it credit for that yeah Yeah, it's got a really human core to it uh i was watching all of the oscars best picture winners in order and there's a lot of periods of just like here's five years of war movies when you're doing that yeah 
and a lot of them are like <laughs> like you said either just straight propaganda or <laughs> really really depressing <laughs> there's yeah. not a lot of in between so this managed to toe that line incredibly well yeah. um yeah but so let's let's dive on in then we open uh yeah. on an owl for a long time <laughs> we stay on this owl for that. some time <laughs> before it leaves us to fly directly into the moon <laughs> just beautiful if you, if you very, just saw that shot yeah. you'd have no idea where the rest of this movie was going <laughs> yeah i don't i think that owl comes back once in the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's billed to yeah. us as a key character, um, but no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we get a Chiron on the bottom telling us the date and time, which I wouldn't usually note, but it's actually kind of important because this movie is going to do a lot of jumping around in time. It's 2.16 yeah. a.m. on October the 28th. Uh, rain picks up. The silence is broken by a single bullet flying through a nearby building. And as we go to look through the bullet hole, the screen becomes enveloped in all the light that's shining through and we get the title, Joint Security Area. Ooh, title sequences. Don't get a lot of those anymore. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Later, a plane's going to land as jauntier music is going to pick up. We get the next Chiron. We move forward in time. 1047 on October 31st. Uh, an announcer on you know, it's TV, radio, something like that. It's telling us about the hostilities at the joint security area a few days ago and how negotiations thus far between the Northern and Southern Korean parties have been unsuccessful. Uh, and today there is scheduled to be an investigation by the NNSC, which is the new, oh boy, <laughs> abbreviations, <laughs> neutral nations security. I don't know. No. I, I I was it's just like thinking Switzerland. about Switzerland. I, <laughs> yeah. I honestly thought it just was Switzerland. <laughs> That's yeah. I didn't <laughs> realize really that was a thing that they countries. did. So this was a really big yeah. uh, learning experience for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be abbreviated to NNSC, but basically it's just Switzerland. All you need just to remember for the sake of this movie is they're a neutral third party investigating what have you. Yeah. Um, tensions are running high. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who would have thought there's tension between North and South mm, Korea? <laughs> famously calm area, the border between North and South Korea, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, the announcer continues to detail the stakes as the NNSC driver enters the compound that where they're going to be holding their investigation, where the headquarters are, going through myriad security hoops until finally arriving at their headquarters, uh, which is where we learn that it's a Swiss operation, if you're like me and had no idea what NNSC stood for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whitest man I've ever seen welcomes us <laughs> and, and <laughs> into their headquarters. And his last name is like Pearson, and it's spelled with one more S than the word person. And I thought that was intentional. I'm like, that's got to be, this is just man. <laughs> this is just dude. He really here. is just, <laughs> he doesn't just do much in the movie. He's just kind of there yeah. for it. Yeah. He's just there to sort of keep everyone on task. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he welcomes us and uh, a Korean Swiss woman to the base. We learn she is the first female staff they've had since 1953, which is a neat fact, yeah. I guess. Uh, she gets her uniform and is welcomed by the head of the department and an SC, what have you, you know, her superior. And they make introductions while the man in charge, uh, General Bora, unless his name got autocorrected. Uh, I'm going to just apologize at the top of the episode for any pronunciation issues, both to the Swiss and yeah. Korean names in this movie. Um <laughs> Long-time listeners will That's know this is an smart. endless challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in equal opportunity mispronunciation. I get the English names wrong in other movies all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
they make their introductions. Uh, he's an anthropologist in addition to being in charge, and she kind of makes a little joke at him, calling him an armchair anthropologist, implying that he just sits yeah. in his office and does all of his observational things all day. Don't hit the microphone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he stops and gets like visibly uh, frustrated yeah, for a moment. He gets really upset. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe yeah. that was going to be a thing where like he's going to come back and be vindictive about it, but no, this is just... Nah. This is all set up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. A lot of the the I don't the beginning of this movie I it didn't capture me at all. No. I it's <laughs> it's like a it's a pretty dry um, setup of a mystery, and that's just yeah. not what's good about this movie. <laughs> yeah, until they actually yeah. actively start investigating, it really doesn't pull you in all that well. Yeah, um, yeah. But then once it yeah. does get going, oh, does it get going? It really does. Yeah. It's something I, I this is the second time I've seen it. And I mm-hmm. enjoyed the, the first part a lot more because and I, I won't we, we won't uh, say any spoilers just yet. But knowing <laughs> yeah. like kind of knowing where it get goes, it kind of gives the start a bit of a, a different tone. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still definitely like it's just kind of like. All right, let's get let's get to the good stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see how the second watch through you'd be like, "All right, I know where this is going. Let's let's speed this up a bit." Um, I'm yeah. a huge like mystery thriller fan, so I was really excited that they were teasing any sort of mystery because when I got the title yeah. of this movie and like the I always see like the one sentence description on IMDb yeah, or yeah. Wikipedia or what have you, I was like, "Oh, war movie. All right, let's see what it is." Uh, yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised that it had a bit more like mystery fl- framing going on in the front, so my yeah. interest was peaked if not immediately wrestled in we kind of get the backstory of our female lead here uh sophie jean jean whatever (laughs) (laughs) sophie uh she explains that her father was korean but she grew up in switzerland uh her mother was swiss and her father and her had always lived in switzerland so this is her first time in korea uh and we then get a, a rundown of the particulars of her mission This is a very special case. The perpetrator is already in custody and has confessed, and they need to find out the why, not the who. It's the procedure that matters, not the outcome. So it's not about who, it's not a whodunit. It's just figuring out all the twists and turns of the case, which is very fun. Yeah. I was like, ooh, mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It, it, It unravels, it unravels like really well. Yeah. Just, yeah, little things and, and the deductions made. Very cool. Oh, yeah. I'm sure my notes from the first half of this movie are going to be missing little, like, things that you would catch on a rewatch. Because by the time yeah. we got to those reveals for me, this was the first time I'd seen it. I was like, oh, yeah. everything's making sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so if you catch any that I miss, call them out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and to re- reiterate, for those who are unfamiliar, tensions are high on the Korean peninsula. So, you know, got to make sure not to, to, to be fully neutral. You, you can't provoke either side uh, because just yeah. one little spark could burn down the whole metaphorical <laughs> forest. Elsewhere, a soldier is defending himself from his superior who's mad he didn't shoot who he was supposed to. Uh, where you just kind of enter into this whole scenario mid, mid happenings. That, it has one of my that moment has one of my favorite lines because it just really made me laugh where the superior oh it's like i think the what the so, the soldier said something or no like yeah he saw something and didn't shoot a guy that he should have and the soldier mm-hmm. went well i didn't want to start a war and his superior laughs and says what a soldier afraid of war and that, i think that's very <laughs> funny cuz a soldier they should be very afraid of war that's like yeah. the most natural response <laughs> they're the most at risk if a war happens mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. that's, 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> rational. It would makes my job much, much harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah. the, the Swiss agents will, and, and whatevers, uh, enter the room, <laughs> bringing an end to the <laughs> performance review underway. Uh, the South Korean leader is, tries to kind of talk to them and be like, oh, you know, this was a very simple case. The Northerners kidnapped one of our soldiers, claiming he crossed over willingly, uh, and then walks over to introduce said soldier, uh, Sergeant Lee Soo-Hyuk. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry for my terrible Korean. Uh, <laughs> Sergeant Lee took out two Northerners in his escape which the leader seems thrilled by, though the soldier in question says nothing. And uh, when he tries to prod Sophie to agree that the man is a hero, she simply replies that uh, his opinion will be noted, trying to maintain her neutral stance, and uh, takes custody of the suspect, uh, Sergeant Lee, preventing any South Korean officers from entering his room without permission. Um, as the superior leaves, he like laughs at her neutral nation's pin, uh, describing that they're only commies and commies enemies. Uh, it's been a while since communism was the main enemy of a movie that I've watched. So this was a real <laughs> throwback yeah, in some ways. So, uh, especially for a movie, I think this came out in like 2000 or something. Yeah. To hear commies said in that tone. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear it often in that era. Mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be a callback to like older war movies because that's usually who the enemy is in like western old war movies but it it makes a lot of sense based on the region in which it was produced after he leaves sophie introduces herself and captain person uh pearson guy (laughs) captain guy (laughs) captain guy i think i literally wrote his name down as the white guy in the scene (laughs) uh to sergeant lee Uh, who is unresponsive, and the medical officer explains that he was hit with a blunt object and is in shock, uh, basically proving that he was trying to escape. So he's the first of the injured escapees of the incident that we'll run into. Sophie reads through his records, and as she's flipping the pages, we return to the joint security area at night. Um, That's such a great uh, transition. Just that flip (laughs) opening the deposition, and then it is the deposition. Mm -hmm. You're seeing it. It's... That's filmmaking, you know? Yeah. They do this a couple times. They're really good about when they're going to jump forward and backward in time or, like, see someone's version of events using transitions like this throughout the movie. And it's so... It feels so natural and it flows really well, which is hard to do when you're jumping. It's it's the Rashomon problem of, like, how do I tell a story that's just unfolding across time at once from different perspectives? And I think they they really nailed it. That page turns, like, the first of many great transitions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in his deposition, you know, he's he's moving first person through the reeds. Uh, he's dra- dragging across the bridge of the joint security area. He's, you know, he, he escapes, he collapses, and he gets pulled back by his companions. Uh, there's a confusing overlay, much like you might be confused in the moment, of the interior mm. of a nearby building and the northern soldiers talking inside. In there, he's got his hands behind his back tied uh, in restraints, which he manages to undo and grab a gun and make his escape, um, which we see from the outside of the hut. So we don't get to see the full details of how this unfolds necessarily. Um, He bursts through the door, stumbles across the bridge, and the southern soldiers uh, pepper fire from the other side as he makes his escape. So it's a very... um, This is the first version of the retelling of the events of this night that we're going to see. It's our previous owl introduced (laughs) night with the gunshot. (laughs) Who yeah. knows what other details there could be to uncover about that particular <laughs> scene? <laughs> yeah. 
So, something tells me not we we didn't see it all in that moment. <laughs> something tells me the first fifteen minutes of the movie aren't gonna include the final reveal. Um, yeah, are you gonna re- resolve the mystery for us? Yes. Yeah. Uh, back in her room, which is very neutral, much like her uh, alignment, uh, Sophie unpacks mm-hmm. a picture of her and her mother. Uh, her father, notably absent from the photo. Um, yeah. Later, she and Pearson walk to the, on the border, now in bright daylight uh, at that same bridge, as she comments on how much closer together they are than expected. Pearson explains the history of the bridge, which is casually named the Bridge of No Return. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, it's basically just a bridge across the northern and southern borders. Yeah, um, and specifically, like, connecting two guard posts of, yes. on the south, southern and, and northern end. Basically, yeah. I, I couldn't tell if they were directly across from each other, but they're pretty much, like, facing yeah. each other. They're, they're yeah. either end of the bridge, so, like, you could see one from the other and vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah. They walk to the spot where uh, Sergeant Lee fell before being dragged home by his companions with half of a chalk art. Uh, outline on the southern side of the border drawn uh, (laughs) right at the military demarcation line uh, because they can't cross over at all. A southern soldier can't step foot over and vice versa. So you only get half the outline. Yeah, you get that's it is such a great image of like, yeah, just the upper half of the Mm -hmm. chakra outline. Yeah, (laughs) it's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Inside of the hut on the northern side, there are similar outlines for the North Korean soldiers who were killed. Uh, Lieutenant Choi and Private Jung and inside there's also a little bunker that uh, Sophie finds as she investigates they look through the soldiers possessions including bloodstained photographs and a sketchbook uh, that belonged to um, Private Jung that has sketches and drawings of a lot of the other soldiers girlfriends in it Mm -hmm. you know we get a little detail like he was really popular because he would draw all of his you know co-workers girlfriends basically he's quite talented as well Mm -hmm. yes and there's uh, a few we get to see a few women's faces in that moment before we go to interview the north korean commander and his side of the story uh as they drive into that half of the country past billboards praising communism and uh, all sorts of fun uh propaganda yeah. In case There's, you didn't know you were in North Korea. Yes. Gotta make very <laughs> yeah. clear which side you're on you're in at any given moment. Yeah. Their story is that the soldiers storming in was almost on cue and their story is corroborated by the survival of Sergeant O, oh, who is in the hospital uh, Sophie is visiting. So their version of the story is not that Sergeant Lee was kidnapped at, or, you know, attempt yeah. attempting to flee. It was more just like, okay, he is intentionally pretending that he wanted to go over to their side so that he could launch this attack. Yeah, yeah. So we got our two conflicting version of events. Which one will end up being true? Who knows? Yeah. I feel like we should mention Sergeant O is played by um, is it Sang Sang Kang Ho? Is that his name? From he's in in yeah. Parasite and like in uh, really so just good. what one of the best actors out there and so uh, freaking good. <laughs> yeah, truly a, another movie where he is just the star uh, fully, just so yeah. natural. <laughs> No one's yeah. doing a particularly bad job in this movie, but he's definitely doing a significantly better one than just about anyone yeah. else who's on screen at any given moment. I, there's something about him. He's just so, like, he knows how to be a person yeah. in a movie. Like, how to just be a human being <laughs> and not a character. He, it's just, I, uh, He's just great. He's just yeah. the best. He's awesome. Yeah. And, he, and he's really making a, making a meal out of this role here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He takes full advantage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but he's approached by Sophie, who uh, 
and you know when she's like oh how you doing he he acts as though the wounds he sustained in this combat are nothing telling stories of the scars uh from the other combats he's been in all over the world uh (laughs) including one on his leg that he like gets really embarrassed that she's looking at after a moment and like recovers up (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that he's like tries to be like, uh, oh, I'm big, I'm macho, and then she's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, let me let me like look at your scars, and he, he gets shy. Then that's <laughs> yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, nice little detail. Uh, she asks him about that night, and he tries to say that it's all in his deposition, but she points out that he wrote and signed that deposition while in a coma, which makes everyone in the room a little nervous, <laughs> including <Yeah. laughs> him. <laughs> uh, and he rolls over, refusing to talk as uh, Sophie continues to question while no one, why no one will have uh, talked to her. Yeah. And now as we, we roll over with him, we get to see the events of that night from his perspective, uh, in which the three North Koreans are hanging around laughing about one of their recent vacations when Sergeant Lee sneaks up on their uh, building and goes on the attack as soon as he enters, killing two of the men before faking his... Uh, escape attempt on the way out. So this is the version that's in his deposition uh, Mm -hmm. in which, obviously, some details of the story differ. Whoa, what could happen? Uh, (laughs) This was about the point of the movie where I was like, oh, I really, I love what they're doing here. (laughs) I love the (laughs) conflicting perspectives and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And the way it continues to unravel only got better. In the morgue uh, on the North Korean side, Sophie sees the two dead soldiers uh, as well as watching the family members of the deceased who Pearson reminds... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great having the... um having the North Koreans intentionally bringing out the families mm-hmm. as like guilting. That's, that's just great detail. Yeah. yeah. You get to see a moment of Sophie being like conflicted that they're there before Pearson reminds her that they were brought in on purpose. Uh, and it's just, yeah. it's, they really build up how much each side is trying to sell their story yeah. and sway the neutral third party. Yeah. Yeah. They, they both are just so in them. They, it does such a good job of making it clear. Like neither side really, they want what they're saying to be true. That's what right. they're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be said later that like, what they're not, in, they're not interested in the truth of the matter. They're interested in just having this all kind of go away and still yeah. getting what they want out of it. Um, yeah, and yeah. you get to kind of see that get built up too. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. where I wrote, wrote the line. This movie is really good actually. So it was where <laughs> it got a little turny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love I love a moment in a movie where you're like, oh, this is, oh, wow, yeah, this <laughs> yeah, is a this good movie. Is, this is pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the mortician walks uh, Sophie through the injuries that the men sustained. Uh, two shots, one of which crushed the ribs but wasn't fatal, and the other uh, shot to the back of the head at point blank. Sophie kind of, like, extrapolates from the style of the bullets that, uh, and this is on um, Jung, uh, that... Mm-hmm. The method of shooting was indicative of execution style in the head, which is usually done when revenge is the motive. So there's there's a, there's a scatter shot of other bullets and shots on them, and then also one that seems much more purposeful. Yeah. What's up with that? We'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. I also really appreciated how they looked like dead bodies. Like, yeah. Like, it, I, so often in movies, it's just a person with like prosthetics but it really like the way that when they flipped it over like they kind of uh all their it was clear all the blood had sunk down and so they were kind of flat on the back yeah. it was like it was, it, it was just really good um i don't know if that would be a prop or prosthetics or what Something it just was better than design. other mo- yeah, yeah production design yeah <laughs> a, a lesser movie would have just had two people laying on a 
on a thing and yeah they went the, all out and it mm-hmm. it paid off yeah yeah and i wouldn't say this movie's like particularly gory compared to some other uh films but it does like they're not shying away from like there are bullet holes in these bodies and there's some yeah. remnants of gore and like we'll see a, a, quite a bit of blood later on yes but it's <laughs> yeah. not uh it's not gory for the sake of being gory it's not like a saw or or you know a yeah. friday the 13 situations where we're just like well no this is what it, this is as close to what it would look this like it's just reasonably gonna it get you know like. yeah 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 they continue going through the autopsy or getting the results of those uh, autopsies while the TV plays. And we go to see this next bit delivered from the TV recording as the families yeah. watch. So you get the crying families in the background. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Then they show the, the wounds on the other man who was shot in the face first. And then the rest were fired into an already uh, dead body. Or at least that's the, the belief. Uh, this is... Yeah. Um, where uh, Sophie continues to note that, you know, the shot that killed him was targeted carefully, but the rest are wild and impulsive, which is an interesting difference. Uh, a lot of this implies that something, people who got shot were known personally by the person yeah. shooting them. is this big takeaway from all of this investigation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sophie then continues to interview the soldiers who knew Sergeant Lee in the South. Uh, get like, a little bit of a, a lineup as they go through a few different squadron members. One describes a time when he threw a rock through the window of the uh, border house after the Northerners cursed the Southern president, which he had praised. Uh, Another time he got left behind on a scouting mission only to show up again saying he stepped on a mine and had to dismantle it. Um, (laughs) Overall painting a portrait of a very bold, patriotic man. Uh, And these (laughs) these stories will end up being versions of the truth later but at watching it the first time i was just like oh it's just like a character witness uh yeah. and i like how much it pays dividends <laughs> later on because yeah, you get how, to see some of them play out yeah it really like yeah how much of the stories matter those are yeah. a part of the story which is such a cool something it feels so throwaway and being so integral is really mm-hmm. yeah really cool yeah it was really yeah. really tight writing <laughs> yeah it really was yeah um, she finally interviews Nan Sung-chik, who is on duty with Sergeant Lee the day of the incident. Um, when asked why the sergeant went off alone, his cohort replies that he had felt the call of nature. He had to, you know, go take a piss, uh, <laughs> which is a response that frustrates Sophie. who's like, do you guys always just like go and pee on the other side of the border? Like, what's happening? Um, <laughs> but it seems that this last guy's a little bit more nervous than the other two were. Uh, he yeah. yells the first time when she asks her to introduce himself. She's like, okay, you can speak at a normal volume. It's okay. Um, and he, he's visibly, you know, his eyes are moving across. So something's fishy yeah something some shifty about him yeah yeah back in their office sophie plays darts while pearson goes over the files uh she asks you know how many bullets were in sergeant lee's gun uh because there were five in the gun but 11 were found in the bodies uh including the one that wounded the survivor so the magazine can fit 15 you can push the 16th in by itself if you want to load the gun a certain way and as sophie sort of walks through this she realizes that, you know, whether there's 15 or 16 at the scene, that 15 or 16 bullets that are accounted for uh, depends on the soldier's habit. And if he doesn't load his gun in that particular way, there's one bullet missing, essentially. Yeah, must have come from a different gun. Yes. There's, there's also a great detail in that scene. It's, so, it's, it's almost more <laughs> of like a character thing for her. Because yeah. she's, as she's like talking through it, she's playing darts and just... <laughs> keeps missing taking a step forward throw again until she's like two (laughs) feet away from the dartboard and (laughs) just throwing it dead right at it which is just like such a great little detail yeah 
yeah, this this movie's so good at having like little character things where like that has nothing to do with the plot. It has nothing to do with anything really. It's just kind of like a little endearing of her as a person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a. We don't spend, despite this opening sequence, we don't really spend all that much time with her throughout a good portion yeah. of the movie. So doing the work to just like in the background kind of establish a little bit of who she is, uh, I think, yeah. really works here. And also like she's kind of the neutral party in this movie. You know, she's sort of acting as like an audience surrogate. So we don't need to know her entire life story. But it is nice yeah. that like she seems just so solid and established just from the first like 20 minutes of the movie and all yeah. these little interactions like you pointed out, throwing the darts, uh, all that kind of stuff. It just tells mm-hmm. you a lot about her. Um, yeah. Which I appreciated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's so easy for a character or for like someone in that a character in that position as the audience surrogate. It's so easy mm-hmm. to just make them empty or just make yeah. them fully nothing. But just to give yeah little character moments that kind of tell you more than if you know she did get a whole monologue or something like that <laughs> about her what it was like growing up. You know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's just the right right sprinkle of character to make her feel real and part of the story without. Yeah smacking the audience in the face with like this is who this person yeah. is <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh but she's she's gonna continue to test her her bullet theory uh and so they put the same model of gun in front of sergeant lee and ask him to load it uh but he kind of just sits and stares blankly at first and getting no response sophie prompts him to explain why he shot the men so many times if all he wanted to do was escape and offers to show him photos of the bodies, but he doesn't want to see them and proceeds to load the gun as requested instead. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Pearson, with all of the panache of a documentary filmmaker, is filming the whole thing. He's like, yeah. really giving his all into how he's holding that camera. <laughs> there was some yeah. movement. <laughs> so he's getting funky with it. Um, Sergeant Lee loads the gun and notably does not put in the extra bullet. So mm. that means there must have been someone else at the scene because clearly yeah. he doesn't load his gun like that um yeah there he would only add the 15 in there yeah yeah one's missing uh <laughs> sophie who, who continues I, i'm excited <laughs> to see who shot that <laughs> we'll find out uh yeah sophie continues asking him to show her how fast he is with a gun um but he replies that speed isn't everything what matters in battle is carrying yourself with uh poison bravery and all that uh, a line yeah. that you should note for later, dear listener. <laughs> a good, a good one to remember. <laughs> one that there are sometimes when you're watching a movie, you can kind of just tell what lines are going to be important later based on like just how much more poetic they sound, or like you're like yeah. someone wrote this and they they wrote this and they wrote the rest of the scene around getting to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. this one, of those lines. I'm like, I think this one might get repeated at me later on in the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It has that weight uh, all yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, later on, Sophie's interviewing Sergeant Lee's friends and relatives, starting with uh, a girlfriend, a woman in a in the green room at an amusement park, uh, getting ready to go out and do the performance of a lifetime in a gorilla suit. Uh, <laughs> it's so yeah. Again, another great like little character <laughs> thing where they just make her be one of the dancing people at, at an yeah. amusement park in a big costume. It's just fun. It's just nice it's just, to add it's that. It's fun, and it sets up a great joke. Uh, this is yeah. Su Jong, and she <laughs> she uh, has <laughs> Sophie prove she's a Swiss soldier by showing her a Swiss army knife right at the top of the scene, <laughs> yeah. which was so funny. Uh, <laughs> 
But Sophie asked only her about Swiss uh, soldiers have those. only no only Swiss soldiers could possibly ever get their hands on a Swiss army knife. Yeah, if you have a Swiss army knife, that's stolen. Congratulations, you've, yeah. been, you've been drafted and <laughs> yeah, it's official. This neutral Swiss <laughs> investigative party. Uh, <laughs> every Boy Scout ever has just been <laughs> drafted. Yeah, they're in the oh, reserves boy. for Switzerland. <laughs> In case Switzerland ever goes to war. Uh, <laughs> Which Sophie their neutrality Asser, prevents them. True, yeah. true. It's sort of the whole, it's the whole thing of it all, you know? You can't, yeah. you can't do anything can't, about that. Yeah. Hey, Largest yeah, standing yeah. army in the world because everyone who owns a Swiss army knife is part of it, <laughs> but they're never going to use it for anything. <laughs> uh, Sophie asks her if Sergeant Lee ever talks about his army life, uh, but... And she's like, no, I, you know, he tries to, but I don't, I don't let him because I don't want to listen to all that boring stuff. Uh, and she prompts her to recall if maybe he ever mentioned going on any special missions or training, anything out of the ordinary. Uh, she kind of takes a moment and pauses, but it's like, you know, no, we never talked about that. You know, we're not really that serious. Uh, so <laughs> Sophie changes strategy and starts asking about what kind of person he is instead. And she describes how he's actually he's a good guy. You know, he treats my brother especially great uh, ever since he enlisted. And that, of course, catches Sophie's attention because her brother is also in the military. And as we'll learn, mm-hmm. it's Private Nam, who was the guy who earlier was stationed with him and was the one who said, oh, he went off to, to take a piss. Yeah. And that's the, the, that's the, the much more nervous man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, all, all of the threads are starting to connect to each other a little bit. Too coincidentally, yeah. uh, for yeah. Sophie's liking. <laughs> uh, this is where we get, I think, what might be one of the best jokes of the movie. Is Sophie is staring at this woman, and she's like, "What? Do I have something on my face?" As she puts on a gorilla mask. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is just great. That's comedic timing, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we jump forward in time as she goes off to perform her her you know amusement park set uh yeah it it really did just seem like here's 10 15 people in costumes and they're all just doing the same dance on a stage (laughs) they're having a great time (laughs) yeah yeah just good good family friendly yes yeah (laughs) uh but we move forward to 1550 on november 4th where uh sophie um walks sergeant uh lee through her bullet counting and she kind of runs him through the theory of like we got one missing bullet uh, if someone hit it or shot it, it means that they wanted to hide someone else's presence at the scene. So, who do you think it could be? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Sergeant <laughs> Lee starts to try and talk about his experiences at the uh, demilitarized zone, but uh, Sophie kind of refocuses him and asks if uh, Private Nam was the one who was with him. Uh, she presents the Beretta to him from when he was rescued. Uh, she's like, everyone assumed this was your gun, but it actually provides... Pre- <laughs> I lost the ability to speak words for a second. It actually belongs <laughs> yeah. to private. No, my brain wanted belongs and private to be the same word. I, like, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say belong, and then you started saying a P, and I was like, oh, I can't even help. I don't. I have no clue what <laughs> yeah, this word is going to be. <laughs> no one knew where this was going, much like the <laughs> Yeah, much like the movie, yeah. You know, it's thematic. Uh, This this podcast is dedicated to nothing if not replicating the feeling of watching the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
Private Nam had previously claimed that his gun fired once during the rescue and then jammed, uh, and Sophie continues that the gun in question was an automatic and had blood stains on it, and maybe, like, that blood could have been what caused it to jam, but that wouldn't make sense if he had fired from yeah. the other side of the road or whatever, so he must have been mm-hmm. on the scene. Basically, we're connecting the dots of, like, okay, th- the okay. bullets indicate a second person was there, the second person, probably Private Nam. Yeah. All of, that's yeah, the yeah. key takeaway from there's, a lot of uh, these scenes have also, stuff that can be summed up in, like, a sentence. Yeah, yeah. There's also a cool thing of, like, where the blood was, where it was only once you fired it and, like, it's cocked back on the little barrel. The kind of thing where once you undo that and try to wipe off all the blood, the the barrel would then be in the gun. I don't... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that clear? I don't know how to talk about guns. Yeah, essentially, like, she pulled it... If if you fired and the thing went back... uh, Obviously, I do not really know how to talk either because I just heard two (laughs) things. But basically, there's a yeah. there's a section of the gun the blood got onto that it couldn't have been yeah. on if it had been um, fired a certain it was yeah too, yeah too, too far back too far back if it was across if if it was across the uh, yeah so it placed whoever was holding it and fired it at the scene essentially mm-hmm. um, to, to use some NCIS related lingo I <laughs> I watch a lot yeah. of procedurals in my free time um, and they're usually not good but. <laughs> I do. Yeah. There's a certain yeah. like way that they talk about crime scenes in those that occasionally popped up here, and I was like, I know what they're doing. <laughs> with the oh, I get this. <laughs> I got that. I follow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as they have this conversation, we we kind of go outside. They do this very cool thing that I love when movies do this, where they kind of have all their sets set up like a dollhouse, and you can come outside yeah. of it and then pan or boom up and down. Um, and they do that here, where we go from the room where Sophie's interrogating uh, Sergeant Lee up to where uh, Pearson is talking to. Yeah. Uh, private nom it's the same interview essentially is what we get we don't hear too much of the specific dialogue but basically running them through the mm-hmm. same like like we know same you thing, know yeah second person at the scene probably you um <laughs> yeah it must have been you yeah uh and they've yeah. identified the blood on the weapon as well and it's private jones one of the north korean uh soldiers who was killed so it's definitely tied to the scene they then ask if he's heard of the uh killer's polygraph aka lie detector which i didn't realize that that was named after a specific guy <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised. Polygraph, you know? <laughs> you yeah, learn yeah. so much. Yeah, it's a very infotainment, you could call this movie. Yeah. Yeah, lots to learn. Certainly. <laughs> lots of uh, learning opportunities. Um, yeah. Hearing about the uh, awaiting polygraph, Private Nem puts a gun in his mouth, reacting wildly, uh, and yeah. when he hears it's unloaded, jumps uh, from a window in what was a really cool shot. Um, yeah. Is we I, see because we're in the room cool below shot. them, uh, and you go through the window for a moment. You see Private Nam uh, upside down, and then it like freezes a little bit, moves to extremely slow, and it yeah. swings, rotates until he's right side up, uh, and then continues to fall out of the frame. Uh, mm-hmm. Real cinematography moment. Yeah, uh, but very and we, uh, and nice. I, I think it cuts to that like, like it flips we see we're staring he's like staring right in the camera mm-hmm. and then flipping to uh private lee yeah. staring straight in the camera like showing they're making eye contact as he's falling down which is like uh, honestly heartbreaking yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> cinematography <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But really, this movie is really stylish uh, for yeah. both, like, in story structure and in the way it's shot. Like, there's a, there's plenty of stuff that's, like, you know, standard, you know, one shot, two yeah. shot, like, interview. But then there's a lot of things like this where they'll just throw in a lot of really cool camera movement or use it to direct your attention around a scene in a really interesting way that I yeah. 
I really appreciate because there's a lot of movies that just really phone it in uh, and yeah. it's nice that this was both good story and well made <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> the next day in the security area a group of I guess like American tourists are walking next to the border um, taking photos going on a little tour when one woman's hat blows over the line to the North Korean side and the situation gets really tense really fast um, yeah one of the North Korean soldiers, uh, who we'll recognize as O, picks it up and holds out it out over the line for the U.S. soldier to grab, um, or holds it out for the U.S. soldier to grab without crossing the line but just reaching over. Yeah. Uh, who goes back to his tour to explain that if he were South Korean, uh, he would have just broken the law by sticking his arm over the border. Um, <laughs> yeah. Classic American tourist. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's also, I think, as it's happening another tourist or like after the hat is given back another tourist comes up takes a picture yep which <laughs> very important yeah <laughs> another one of those little things that i'm like if i i wouldn't have caught that the first i didn't catch it the first time around but having seen it i know yeah. i'm like i know exactly what that guy took a picture <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> it's again another thing that's so easy that like they don't they show you it, but they don't make it such a big deal mm-hmm. that then when they come back to it, it's like, oh, I, you had all the pieces, you know? Right. Yeah. And this is also going to be good because having O out there kind of tells us that we've jumped backwards in time a bit uh, because mm-hmm. our new Chiron, 1735 on February 17th, they're on 24-hour time, February 17th, notably <laughs> behind October. <laughs> so we haven't gone yeah. forward. <laughs> We're going back now, everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. That took me a minute to catch up with, but you, you get there pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. A group of uh, South Korean soldiers are hiding in some reeds, progressing towards their checkpoints, uh, but they're running into trouble. As their coordinates aren't on the map that they have, Sergeant Lee goes off to take a piss, which we've learned is very in a character theme. for his, uh, yeah. <laughs> his, his actions throughout the evening. Um, it's an and as, <laughs> yes, it's recurring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> as the leader of their group realizes that they may have crossed uh, the border into the north, and they are, as he puts it, fucked. Um, the main group begins to retreat, but uh, Sergeant Lee is left to his own devices, having se- separated from them to go relieve himself, and misses that whole revelation. Uh, and as he goes to turn to find his companions, he steps into a tripwire for a landmine. Now alone in the reeds, keeping tension on the wire, he's he's left by himself. Uh, he tries to remove his, his bag and use his radio to call for help, but the radio breaks as the bag rolls away farther from him. He doesn't have a lot of time to dwell on that, though, as a... <laughs> puppy approaches him through the reeds uh, yeah. and at first it's like oh good it's just a puppy but then it's closely followed by a north korean soldier it seems like uh he's got the soldier at gunpoint but another sneaks up behind him and disarms him uh and it's oh oh all of our oh. ma- all of our characters are turning out to be a main con- character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. turning out to have a little bit of a who's who of characters in this movie <laughs> popping up uh <laughs> he's like i'm standing on a mine so the other two uh, north koreans back up taking the dog with them i did appreciate how much they love this dog <laughs> yeah i know it's just they love the dog they, they love that it's guy. treated the dog is treated like um like I, how I would feel a normal person would treat the dog where <laughs> they kind of just love it and don't really care that it's being like, right. The, the yeah. dog just ran off and could have easily tripped the, the mine <laughs> on his own, you know? Yeah. But they but love like, him nonetheless. Gotta keep bring him back. <laughs> they turn to leave him in the field, but he cries and begs them to save him from the mine. And uh, Sergeant O starts to disarm the mine successfully relieving the situation as uh, his uh, partner Jung as we'll learn 
a name you might recognize from one of the dead uh, so- soldiers, watches. And he gives the pin of the disarmed mine to uh, Lee as a gift. The two men and their puppy leave, having disarmed the mine. And uh, as they leave, they, oh, whistles while having a smoke. Yeah. Uh, note that sound, kids. Cause it's going to pay dividends pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. I that, that whole scene is so good. Uh, it. I, I feel like it's what makes this or that it's a good example of what makes this like a good military movie because like the second they're in a stressful situation like when the two when the, the, the North Korean and South Korean like first get eyes on each other they're both like really desperately fumbling for their gun and it's very like mm-hmm. it's not the, the very cold precision you would expect of a soldier especially mm-hmm. as we see them depicted in like media so often but it was very much like like oh fuck oh fuck 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 like they were both like panicked and then then yeah. when like the 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 sobbing as like oh man they're soldiers but they're like people who are scared of dying and that's yeah. like the main motive really um, yeah this movie does a really good job of like humanizing their soldiers beyond just having them play as like okay here are soldier characters it's like no these are people first who happen to have this yeah. job and they're going yeah. to react like a real human being would to any given situation not like the cartoon character of a soldier that you see in a lot yeah. of uh, war movies you know and that's what yeah. i think makes a lot of those other other war movies successful like a lot of other beloved ones is because they humanize soldiers um but usually they're doing that within their own side so to speak so like it would i wouldn't be surprised if all the south korean soldiers were particularly humanized but it'd be very easy Mm -hmm. for this movie to have fallen into the trap of like and the enemy side is one unanimous pool of bad guys and it's like no we're going to make sure that there is a clear clear human traits apparent on both sides and explore how that you know affects the conflicts Mm -hmm. that naturally arise Uh, i thought they did a really good job of like towing that line here and this read scene is the first time you get to really see it in action because up till now they've always been pretty separate um yeah on either side of the border i also feel like a lot of like the western like soldier western portrayals of soldier like they show the humanity but it's also in a greater context of Mm -hmm. like and they're doing something noble they're scared, but they know they have to. Or like, you know, they're they're freaking out, but it's it's because they're running some, you know, doing something that's important or like for the country, something like that. But this mm. is truly like, oh man, they the like uh, the the South Koreans were being dumb and like got lost, and the North Koreans are only there because the dog ran away. So mm-hmm. like every part of it is truly just like mistakes and like it's all it's human from start to finish and there's not really i guess past the like fact that they have guns and there's a landmine but everything else is just human and not soldier Mm -hmm. in that way yeah 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 and and it's it's just really well executed and it's an important setup because we're going to kind of we're going to spoiler alert we're going to return to these characters quite a bit yeah (laughs) this is the beginning of kind of an extended flashback sequence um yeah we later have uh yeah please I, I was gonna say this is when when I when I was watching the movie the, for the first time this is the scene when I was like oh this is a good movie I was <laughs> this like, is it, when this movie really is clicked. good actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like oh actually it's very good this is interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is when I realized this movie was gonna do something more than just solve a mystery which I was very yeah. excited about um, yeah so yeah, it's we a movie that really grows. Yeah, yeah, it kind of only gets better the longer you watch it, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's great to have something not sort of peter off towards the end, just sort of stay pretty no. high Yeah, level. it kind of just keeps building in that mm-hmm. way and 
keeps unraveling in a way that's always satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We later see a main two groups of soldiers finding themselves opposite uh, North Korean and South Korean on a snowy mountainside. Uh, And as both leaders enter the center to share a cigarette, uh, the North Korean whistling while he does, it's the same guy. It's O again. You know, the whistle, it paid dividends already. (laughs) And we see we see Zhang again with mm-hmm. with the dog, uh, <laughs> still still having his little. Friend. The dog is a main is character. He's critical. He's gonna appear in pretty much every scene until we get out of the flashback. <laughs> yeah, until we're back to the present. Yeah. Uh, the two squads having, oh, Zhang, Lee, everyone, all our players in place uh, recognize each other for a moment, and we get our little reunion acknowledgement uh, and uh, those two squads will peacefully part ways so we see your first instance mm-hmm. of kind of the two of them acknowledging that they have some sort of bond uh, that surpasses yeah. the immediate military duty of like standoff and it, it also gets yeah. back to that idea of like well yeah the soldiers don't want a war because mm-hmm. they're they're both in such position of like well either we all we all kill each other and there's a war or we just like hey Let's pretend nothing happened, you know? Let's forget <laughs> yeah. about it. Like, we yeah. don't want to die, so why would we? Let's <laughs> so not what are we do doing? That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we return to the border where the tour has passed by again with uh, Sergeant Oh, uh, and this time the, the sergeant uh, warns the South Korean guard that his shadow is over the line and to watch it. And we see that the guard in question is, of course, Sergeant Lee. Um, mm-hmm. All of our players. Once again, in the same location. (laughs) (laughs) Face to face. Yeah. And we kind of continue on in time. The two men uh, passing each other tapes and letters over the border in the depths of the night as they both work in those adjacent. um, Yeah. Or across from each other in those uh, border watch houses at that bridge. The Bridge of No Return, as you'll remember. Mm -hmm. uh, Or no, hope. Ominously named bridge. (laughs) In the dead of night, they're like, huck. A tape cross at each other and they get to learn about each other and their shared humanity you know bonding over baseball and singers and all that kind of like yeah. non-war related stuff yeah. <laughs> the human element S- sending over uh like cassette tapes and mm-hmm. and like different snacks and things like that yeah, yeah. a real pen pal i think at that <laughs> point i wrote uh star-crossed friends oh because they're, yeah. they're friends, but they just can't be, you know? <laughs> what a turn <laughs> if this was a Romeo and Juliet story. <laughs> what <laughs> a turn this movie would have made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but that's a, that's a good way to put it. They really are. They're star-crossed friends, you know? Yeah. They're kindred spirits such as on opposite sides of the line. And yeah. on one such night of message exchanging, uh, Sergeant Kim decides to take the risk and steps over the line into the northern side, uh, invited mm-hmm. by uh, Sergeant O. Um, and while surprising for all involved, he is allowed to stay in their uh, yeah. building, sharing a drink in the bu- bunker below that had been previously noted by uh, Sophie. Everything. Well, gonna... it, it actually, yeah, <laughs> it actually. Well, it was it was actually Zhang who invited him over oh, as right. like a joke because he was like he was like oh I always see you. F- like writing him letters i thought it would be i thought it'd be funny to write him a letter i wanted to do it i never thought he would actually come over uh as like almost like this little prank and yeah yeah. (laughs) god i i i love when the yeah when he first crosses over it's like there's i think zhang says like (laughs) 
he has a moment of like, oh, well, I, we welcome you to, like, comrade, we welcome you to our nation. Like, you're a defector <laughs> now, right? And, like, the, the, the two other guys just, like, give him a look and they just kind of leave that alone. Yeah. Like, understanding, like, we're not going to do the whole, like, nationality thing. It's just, we're just going to be people, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jong and later we'll see Nam kind of follow the same type and the same role on each side of the border in the same mm. way that Lee and O are going to follow the same. Like, one of those two guys is yeah. definitely in charge of the other all the time, both in <laughs> yeah. title and in just personality. And you get to kind yeah, of see like that on display here. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of carry it over to the equivalent on the other sides. So like, O and Kim are always like on equal footing, but either one of them mm-hmm. could look to Nam or Jong and be like, man, come on. Yeah. Come on, cut it out. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, jump forward in time to 317 on April 11th as the men all sit around bemoaning the length of their service. Uh, They make fun of Lee for crying about the near when he was trapped in the mine, um, which prompts him (laughs) to create a very stressful situation by showing how fast he is with a gun, pointing it at the other two men, bringing the tension of the room up to 100. Um, yeah. But O seems unimpressed by this display uh, as he uh, presses <laughs> Lee to reveal that he's never actually shot uh, shot a man. The sergeant then drops uh, Lee's line from earlier about what really matters in battle not being speed but composure and strength. So good. That's where he got yeah. the line from. Yeah. We're learning something's all coming together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Lee then asks, you know, like, what's he doing guarding a post like this at his age? But he just laughs and tells him to hold on to the mind fuse that he gave him for protection. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. the tension has fallen back down. Yeah. Is is this, I can't remember if it's now or in, a, like, in one of the, because then, because from, the, now, this is the best part of the movie to me, <laughs> where it's just, like, uh, big bonding and friendship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I can't remember if it's now or in a little bit when they decide they're just gonna call each other brothers. Um, I don't. It doesn't matter when it happens. I just really love that they call each other brothers, and I think they do a really good job of like they all feel like brothers in that mm-hmm. like, especially in that like, hey, we're all having fun, but I'm gonna like I have to puff my chest and like show I I should be taken seriously, and but it's all still in good fun and like yeah you know. It's very, like, schoolyard. Like, yeah. Which is fun, because they're playing a lot of games that, like, I, I didn't recognize all of the games, but a few of them, I'm like, okay, that feels like yeah. it's probably, like, a game you play as a kid that's just the yeah, same yeah. either way, or they're teaching it to ever Or, you know, it's easy enough to teach yeah. to someone. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they do really feel like brothers in every sense of the word. Uh, which yeah, is, absolutely. They, they, they're it, just it so the human. Whole... It makes the whole thing yeah. work. Yeah, it makes it all so endearing of, like, mm-hmm. oh, these these just feel like people who naturally get along. And, like, mm-hmm. you can't, there's nothing, the fact that they're from different countries, the fact that they, like, the age differences, it doesn't matter. Because they're just, like, yeah, they're brothers. They, they, get, they get each other in some cosmic way. Yeah, and it it's makes great. it all the more tragic that we kind of know where this is heading. Is it's not going to yeah. just end perfectly. Because some of these characters we've seen dead and others, we've you know, are in... Yeah custody or injured or something it's so something's gonna yeah. go wrong we just don't know what uh which yeah. is why the the sweetness of this whole bit now is really really stings a little bit yeah. it's it's very bittersweet as you're like as you're falling in love with these characters mm-hmm. in the back of your mind you're like oh but i know what happened <laughs> like i know it's gonna end with them being separated and, yeah. and dead but i think it does a really good job of in this whole section uh getting us 
to almost forget about that and just be like focused on their friendship and focus like hey we're in the moment let's enjoy the moment you know Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah no definitely the trio continues to meet at night bonding in the bunker over the american stuff that they've got including porn because you know brothers uh (laughs) classic soldier stuff yeah Yeah. Yeah. you know i was like i don't know i'm like i don't mind this boys being boys you know (laughs) the most wholesome version of that (laughs) yeah exactly exactly uh along with the puppy who is now a dog (laughs) he appears frequently (laughs) yeah always just hanging out having fun yeah uh, but the dog's barking actually rouses them one evening from yeah. their, their group activities as one of the Northerners' bosses comes to check on them. Uh, it's Choi, one of the other men who was dead at the beginning of the film. Uh, and <laughs> he really oh, takes to... I didn't to, pick up on that. Yeah, he's, they, they don't have a lot him. of um, characters yeah. come back in and come in and out so much. So they, yeah. they really set him up as like, this is sense. the one antagonist of this part of the movie. is like yeah. this guy, kind yeah, of a dick. And you can tell that he's not a great... Uh, person in the eyes of this movie because he immediately is like you gotta get rid of that dog and if you don't take the t- if you don't get rid of the dog I'm gonna take him to the butcher he's gonna be lunch tomorrow um, yeah. which really brings down the mood <laughs> yeah they're having yeah. such a good time and it's like alright by the way kill your dog yeah yeah <laughs> By the way, just as a side, you know. <laughs> hey, just since I'm here, I might as well say, kill your dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Jung does try to make the dog run over the border to the southern side, but in a very mm. comical moment, it just keeps running back the way it came. There's also, before before they happens, there's the, whatever, what was his name? The, the head military who oh, came to uh, like, kind of bust them. Choi. Yeah, he also then kicks, you know, O into the river oh, that's, like, yes. separating the two countries, which is, like, great, because O, at, up until that point, had been just composed and, like, seemingly really confident, and, mm-hmm. like, just, it really, it, it shows something of, like, okay, well, he's had a storied career, they uh, they bring up that it's odd that he's here uh, at at this yeah, at just as a guard at this point in his career, and then now he's getting kicked. Like something's off about something is making him different to the point where he couldn't really rise the ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It also shows just like the dehumanization of military. Of like they're on the same side, but it's like, hey, you, I'm your superior, and that's what's important. The fact yeah. that we're two people, we can't, we can't just say, we can't talk. I, you listen. And I'm going to, ki- I, I can disrespect you however I so choose. Yeah, he has a better yeah. relationship with the people on the opposite side doing his same job than he does with someone on his side, yeah. even if they're just like one rank up. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah but we, we see, uh, <laughs> we see Jong try to send the dog off, but it, it's just like a comedy of yeah. errors, which is called out by uh, Lee the next morning as he's watching uh, through the border. Um, <laughs> yeah telescope not telescope mm-hmm. same thing binoculars uh, that's the word it's all yeah, binoculars yeah yeah <laughs> it's all coming around uh binoculars yeah. as he giggles and watches uh the border with private nam um the private mm-hmm. talks about how nervous he is about you know being here and he asks like oh you know you only have a few like three months left and he gives him the exact day count instead mm-hmm. um and as he sort of talks about his nerves uh lee looks over and considers telling him about some of his friends here, uh, but then says to forget it, thinking better of it, of course, referring to the friends on the other side. Um, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that night, uh, Private Num slips and bumps his head on the binoculars, waking up from his uh, nap on duty his as a uh, Lee. Nap. <laughs> his nightly nap. <laughs> yeah. As Lee returns from the southern side of the border, um, or from the northern side of the border. Uh, yeah. Caught by his partner, he makes the choice to bring him over and introduce him to the boys. Uh, but mm. Private Nam, of course, has a ton of hesitation, uh, pausing at the, the line that demarcates the border. And um, after a lot of urging, tentatively follows, uh, where he is politely greeted by Sergeant O, yeah. who offers his hand out, Nam nervously taking it uh, and being pulled into a big old hug. Big hug. <laughs> big yeah. hug. I love it. There, there are a couple hugs in this movie yeah. that, like, they really stand out in a way of, like, <laughs> oh, that's, like, a moment of connection and warmth that you just, if you're a soldier, I just don't think you get often. And, no. like, that choice is so, it's it's almost radical. I mean, like, it definitely is radical as a North <laughs> Korean to hug a South Korean, especially mm-hmm. if you're both in the military. But even just as two soldiers, like, to hug in that way is, is almost radical, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, The next morning, the two South Koreans are back on their side. Uh, Lee is pretty relaxed. He's been doing this for a minute, but Nam is clearly shaken up about what they've done. During the day, a mirror flash from across the border catches the attention of the two Southerners, and that night, having been signaled, they go to the bunker to play some games. Uh, (laughs) Lots of, like, very, like, schoolyard or, like, kind of class field trippy stuff, like throwing up bullets in the air and trying to catch them and stuff like this. Uh, Light Mm -hmm. gambling, you know, low stakes, but very easy (laughs) games. (laughs) It's a part where they're all just holding one of their legs up and hopping around and trying to knock the other ones down. (laughs) Like, truly, like, this is playground stuff. Yeah. I think they play. Uh, I think they play ninja at one point. Yes, oh. game. Yeah. <laughs> throwback. Which is just great. That was, yeah, that was really big great. at uh, our high school's <laughs> tech group. Yeah, we were we were really big does. into ninja. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. They also like swap some life stories and pictures of their girlfriends and family. Mm-hmm. So you know they're learning about each other and like the human side of things. I uh, doesn't Lee give give Zhang his. Uh, a picture of his girlfriend to draw as well. Yes, He's, yes, yeah. which will be Key. savvy viewers. We remember that he had some drawings in the book before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Back at the tourist border, uh, we see that Lee and O are across from each other, and they begin a little spitting match, uh, though not one of malice as they're giggling the whole time, just trying to spit over the border at each other. Um, so th- their games Until are continuing they're just beyond. Spitting on each other. <laughs> just on each other. Yeah. But they're laughing the whole time, so tensions yeah. are low. Um, yeah, another just really endearing moment of they spit on each other and both of them are just g- trying their best not to just crack up and, and fully, yes. you know, probably get kicked out of the military for it. But, yeah, the the joy of just having a simple friendship is worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. While they're training, Nam suggests to Lee that the border guards are trained to draw them to their side. Uh, but Lee kind of brushes this idea off of, after all, they, they saved his life when he was uh, trapped by that mine before. You know, they wanted to draw him to their side, would have made bigger efforts. Uh, and then later in the bunker, uh, Lee asks if they want to come down south, um, which immediately makes the mood go incredibly tense. Uh, and though he yeah. tries to make a joke to lighten that tension, it doesn't work. Um, yeah. I think it's all over a moon pie. Like, yeah. Yeah, just talking about, I think it was O talking about, like, oh, it's so, it's so delicious. I wish we could get this. 
And then yeah. when that's actually questioned, being like, no, this is fine. The, the North someday will make the best sweets in the whole world, and you'll all see. And that yeah. moment of, like, yeah, it's a, it's a great reminder of, like, all right, they're setting that – they're choosing to set their, like, nationality stuff aside mm-hmm. because it's just nice to get to be together. But that's yeah. still a part of them, you know? Yeah, they're not, it's not that either one of them is making any intention to change sides or to completely forget their nationality. It's that they're putting it aside for the evening. Um, yeah. And in, in this moment when he, he eats the moon pie, the tension gets really high. He spits it out, gives a speech about the North eventually making sweets as good, and then shoves it back in his mouth, which helps cut the tension and then brings the mood back up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it gets can go back rough for a minute there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, that, it, that is like one of the few moments where you're like, Oh man, is this is like oh is this when it's about to break bad? Like, mm-hmm. uh, we then jump forward in time a bit to the to oh fourteen on October 9th. Sirens blare, waking up the South Korean soldiers, including our two uh, tich- lead characters, so to speak, uh, who rush mm-hmm. from the base to deploy. They've received word that the northern troops have amassed across the border and are at DEFCON three, so they're rolling out. Um, stalking through the woods, they enter a landmine zone, stepping carefully. There's a moment where someone steps on a twig and everyone freezes, like, oh god, did you just hit something? Mm -hmm. But no, it's just a twig. Um, And they enter the reed field where Lee nearly met his end before. Um, And as Lee, Nam, and some of the other men from their unit watch from behind a fence, the landmines go out throughout the field, uh, lighting it up and fire. Uh, and as they watch the flames, Lee says that they probably shouldn't go over anymore. Uh, and Nam insists on at least saying goodbye as it's going to be Jung's birthday and Lee's last day in the service soon. Yeah. Um, and Lee makes Nam promise not to go over there anymore once he's out of the service. Um, so it's a real, you know, rem- I think for them in this moment, it's a reminder of like just what it is that each side is doing. They're like, okay. Yeah. There is some incredible violence behind all of this, even if we yeah. have this great personal connection. I don't think that we can justify the risk, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And like that, contending with like, oh, there's a chance that you know we we might have to kill them, they, right. and they might have to kill us, and that's still like, yeah, when they're not in that little bubble of warmth of the four of them being like, oh, that is a stark person possibility, and this yeah kind of having that realization of oh yeah murder is on the table maybe Mm -hmm. we should cool it with this yeah yeah exactly they go back to the uh house in the north as tensions are on the rise the men discussing the recent attack uh lee asking if you know if war broke out do you think we'd really have to shoot each other and everyone sort of falls quiet pondering the very thing you just touched on Mm -hmm. jong kind of like panicked is suggesting that maybe they can write certificates that the others have served the republic uh you know maybe we can get you out of like being (laughs) targeted or anything but uh sergeant o is like no that's gonna be useless uh once the yankees come he's like nothing's gonna be left on either side when the americans come in um yeah 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 which is (laughs) another great like another great of like we're at war but also like you know if we are still uh, like there there's almost a sense of like you know we may be on opposing sides here but ultimately we are still the same people mm-hmm. we're still like a country that's we're a country that's divided in two but we're still a country and if the the if yeah if the yankees come in it doesn't matter north or south we're all getting you know yeah. it doesn't even nothing no difference what we made mm-hmm yeah. 
Uh, and on that exciting note, they decide to have a toast uh, to O's mother, the singer, and they drink and everyone exchanges their addresses in the north and south in the off chance that either of them come to either side, which was, I thought, very yeah. sweet. Um, and they yeah. take a photo together with a Nam, di- Nam directing them to like lean in together to carefully cover the photos of the North Korean leaders on, behind them on the wall. <laughs> Which yeah, was, another great moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Closer, and then he keeps getting crouching like, oh, further, further together. to angle it perfect. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. Extreme <laughs> low angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they enjoy a smoke together as rain falls, and we now return to the original Chiron of the movie, two twenty-four mm. a.m. on October twenty-eighth. Uh, we've reached the day of the incident. Um, what will happen now? Unravel this mystery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Finally, we get to know. Mm-hmm. Sort of. I, I uh, will say, uh, I, <laughs> that middle part of the movie, I I could watch another two hours oh, yeah. of just them getting along. Like, right? it is so <laughs> endearing. It's so much fun. They have real like chemistry. That, yeah, they really do. It's all, I mean, like, we've, we, we've been saying it, but it's also human. It's also natural. It's also, like, genuine in a way that I, I, don't, I don't know how you fake it, you know? Yeah. I, I Personally, I like to think that uh, they are all friends in real life. Those four guys just <laughs> do hang out. I wonder if and it was I, like like how the Mamma Mia set true. was like famously had like the best rap party of yeah. all time. I have to assume that <laughs> something similar, just yeah. like those four. <laughs> yeah, this this like political thriller uh, yeah. has just such a <laughs> such a grand, yeah, <laughs> just totally so different. <laughs> oh, incredible! Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's time for the incident. Uh, Nam and Leah are about to leave um, when uh, (laughs) before they and everyone they're really quite hesitant to do so they're like really drawing out their last cigarette together Nam's like ah Jung your shoes aren't shined correctly let me do it for you one last time Um, Mm -hmm. and also I have a gift for you for your birthday giving him uh, supplies and um, it's a lot I think I believe it's like art supplies it looked like it was like brushes and notebooks and stuff yeah I Um, think it was like yeah that kind of stuff yeah uh, Joan cries and gets made fun of that because as you remember they always used to make fun of Lee for having cried and now they're like oh we got another one yeah. um, before announcing <laughs> that he has something for them too but it's not on him and he sits down and lets like a massive fart rip this is not a joke yeah. but it is funny it's great <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's that boyhood like yeah. aspect of it where they yeah you can't it, it, you know there's a moment of like alright we're genuinely like there's emotion and, and we're vulnerable and I'm following that up by farting in front of all of you. And that's yep. and, <laughs> yeah, just classic, like, boy stuff. Boys and yeah. boys, yeah. Uh, yeah and exactly. the horrible smell prompts uh, Nam to go and open the door where Choi, the North Korean supervisor, yeah. is waiting. Uh, and this is where we're going to exit the flashback and return to the present uh, with mm. Nam as he's loaded into the ambulance uh, from his previous fall as uh, yeah. Pearson and Sophie watch. Um, yeah, which then it makes it so... I think... I don't remember how exactly they did it, but I think it might have been, like, w- we cut back and, like, see him land. Yeah. Uh, like, from falling. And it just is, like... You know, because uh, when we see him go out of the window, we know him just as this, like, nervous guy who maybe is hiding something. And then when we see him land you know we you love this character you, yeah you know, he's so endeared and like so you has these little ticks that you yeah 
they just make it then like at the start oh this is like interesting then when he finally lands an hour later you're like this is tragic yeah Yeah. this movie is really good at putting the most uh putting the biggest contracts between it's like high impact moments so you have like okay i spent all of this time up until the moment he opens the door falling in love with his character he opens the door filled with dread and then the dread is just compounded because the next shot is immediately him hitting the ground and it's just like oh everything about this is terrible and I just moments yeah. ago was thinking about how endearing it was that he thought the fart was really yeah. smelly. And now it's like, oh, is he alive? Like, are we good? Yeah. 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 Now it's like, oh, God. And like, what's happening? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, Lee has also. Will he ever smell a fart again? <laughs> will he ever smell a fart again? The real yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lee has made his way outside of the hospital as well. And in a fit of rage, attempts to choke Sophie, but is dragged off her by the other soldiers present. Um, and Sophie, sort of wrestling with what has just happened in her office, gets a call. Uh, someone wants to postpone the cross-examination she's got scheduled, but she's like, I don't have time to pamper suspects. Get them in, get them in my office in five or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, regardless of if they've taken shock or have taken a fall or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's on the case. It is, it's, it's, yeah, it's a great, like, that really, I, that's another, like, it really shows her character of, like, Oh yeah, no, they, they like yeah. Someone literally tried to to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. The other person tried to kill her, and she's like, no, I we have to get the truth. We have to get yeah. to the bottom of it. And that kind of like determination, specifically for truth, I think she's kind of singular in this movie as like she just wants to know what happened. Yeah, um, and doesn't really care about any of the rest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's now the fourteenth. Uh, 1400, November 5th, uh, Lee limps into the cross-examination room, and on the other side enters Sergeant O. We have our two kind of leaders of either side face-to-face, surrounded with um, other members of their particular armies. Uh, Mm. Sophie has them both read their depositions and tell her anything they want to change, and she hands them each a file and then quickly switches them like, oh, my bad, (laughs) which I assume is some sort of, like, intimidation tactic, but I was like, does she know? Does she know that they gave different... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's like a loaded mistake. Yeah, yeah. It's an intentional, yeah. intentional goof. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> they both say that the depositions are correct, and uh, Pearson brings a model of the crime scene to place in front of them, putting in little cardboard uh, stickmen figures for each of the people involved. She shows them footage of Nem dropping out of the jumping out of the window um and while both of them seem somewhat perturbed uh sophie you know continues to say that he is another soldier suspected for the scene and he's sort of she's sort of walking them through her her building theory about um the number of bullets and the people involved in all of that um Mm Sophie says they could take his attempted suicide as affirmation that he was there, and as he only reacted this way once told he would have to take a lie detector test, they should, you know, re-examine the story from this angle. Um, Her line of questioning is bothering both the northern and southern parties, but none more than Lee, who begs her to stop crying as the northern uh, Sergeant O stares him down. Uh, before O finally breaks and calls him a uh, son of a bitch, busting down the table and tackling him. He's yelling at him that he's a capitalist pig and implying that he'd been waiting a long time for this. Uh, and it's sort of all out frenzy for a moment as Lee lays on the floor and the North yeah. Koreans get up, get O and leave as he salutes to the North and dub- doubles down. Um, it's a real yeah. emotional confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very weighted of, 
<laughs> so Lee is in such a bad spot, and the the guy he like clearly looks up to. There's like I, I can't remember any of the other ones. We pointed out the uh, the the line where the like thing about you know it's not about speed, it's about composure or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there there were a couple lines with that Lee like repeated back what Owe had told him at some point. There were mm-hmm. a few points in that. And so like clearly this guy he like looks up to and is friends with and he's like, Oh man, I just had to watch my other friend die yeah. and this is all so much and then now my my other friend who I look up to, he's now trying to beat me up and like yelling and like God, I, I just feel for him, you know, it's yeah it's such a I don't know what I I couldn't be in that position, you know? No. Not a, not even a little bit. Um, no. <laughs> having this uh, meeting go down as it did, though, Sophie receives an envelope from her anthropologist boss uh, that contains photos of Korean war camps. Um, and he kind of talks about the soldiers who were captured from the north and the choices they were given. They could either go back, they could come to the south, or they could scatter all over the world. And he reveals that like her father was one of the ones who scattered. Um, and because I guess we're getting Sophie lore now... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because her father is technically North Korean, she's no longer considered a neutral party, and so she's going to be yeah. off the case. Um, it's just kind of where I kind of realized what the movie was, or it really clicked for me as to what the movie was like saying, or at least mm-hmm. one of the things it was saying. And it's this idea of like neutrality, and like kind of there being two versions of neutral. There's like what she's doing, which is very like disruptive and being neutral as a way of saying well i don't care about either side i don't i don't care i'm just doing what i think is best and which i I think we see with her and we see just a lot in the act of them all becoming friends Mm -hmm. and then there's the neutrality that is like what switzerland in this this whatever this uh coalition are doing where it's the neutral of we just want nothing to change and it's very yeah. status quo is what's important be, to mm-hmm. be neutral is to make sure at, you know things don't change we don't ruffle any feathers nothing major happens i think it's really interesting to explore kind of those two sides of neutral because it's usually not or, or at least i don't often see neutrality as like this nuanced thing in movies, yeah you know it's something really interesting to think about. And he puts it right into words in the scene, too, because her boss will say that, you know, no one here wants the truth. They want to just prove nothing at all. They want to just keep you know, yeah. the status quo. Um, coming from one of the neutral parties, too, it's like a certain awareness of what they're doing that I think is really interesting. Yeah. He proceeds to wax poetic about how humanitarian the neutral states really are for a bit. Uh, <laughs> a lot of his lines, I was like, this is really a guy saying some lines, isn't it? Uh, I think he might be one of the weaker <laughs> acting links in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just something. was like, oh, buddy. Even like Pearson's yeah. a little bit more believable, and he's just a guy. <laughs> yeah, he really was. Yeah, Pearson was. He was a guy in the same sense that everyone else is. That is yeah. like, oh, he's just like a guy, but he still <laughs> feels like a person. He just feels like a person who is like, hey, I'm there. Because that's super common, especially in like, you know, government <laughs> things where. Yep, we gotta have an extra guy who doesn't do anything, isn't really, uh, shows no skill, really, but he's gotta be there, and he's gotta be respected, and that's super common. Versus this guy, yeah, he felt kind of just like kind of just feels like, like, I'm like, you might be in an Indiana Jones movie, like The Mummy, (laughs) you're giving me a lot of, like, weird professor vibes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, But he's not super important, he's mostly just here to hand her a plane ticket and walk off, so she's got very little time, she's off the case. She's off the force. 
<laughs> Get putting your gun and badge. And yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she uh, walks directly on the borderline, very pensively in the rain, kind of taking in all of what she's learned and uh, packing her things. That's a, yeah. Sorry, that's another great transition of yeah. they're in this tower talking, and like that's where she gets the thing, the the plane ticket. Overhead, you see the the top of the the <laughs> tower. Yeah. And then it transitions to her umbrella. It's just so seamless. It's just another one where I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's just a yeah. great seat transition. Yeah. <laughs> just got a good style. There's <laughs> no yeah. notes. Good yeah. job. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she continues to pack her things up, uh, and she takes time to ponder the photo of her mother we saw earlier, opening the back of the frame and unfolding the other half of the photo where her father is shown. So even coming here and having to be neutral, she had hidden a part of herself in that process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it gives you a little bit insight into her character continuing the light sophie lore dump we're taking a dip into in the middle of the movie um <laughs> yeah pearson brings in uh lee to her office and t- turns off all the lights and she's like all right man you can you can leave us for a bit uh pearson mm-hmm. a guy exit scene <laughs> <laughs> she puts her dismissal notice on the uh dartboard and <laughs> she proceeds to throw darts at it for a bit which is another nice little moment for sophie and much nicer this time uh, a little bit less strict to lee she uh you know brings her him up to speed about her revelation she's like oh you know my dad was a north korean general and he's like knowing that it actually kind of makes you feel like a friend uh because he's got some uh of oh and (laughs) john called him yeah yeah it is i i love the use of the word puppet in this movie because mm-hmm. it's it, it just as a term to refer to the enemy and i think that acknowledgement of oh i actually know a north korea per someone who was from north korea and i understand they're a person and that being there like we can connect over not having to be brainwashed in that right sense. yeah yeah it's a really interesting like twist for them to go with uh, a way for them mm. for these two characters that have been very opposed up till now to connect is over yeah. something that would yeah. otherwise be very controversial if you didn't have an understanding of it mm-hmm. um she then yeah. starts the real show though putting up a picture of Sue jung the amusement park worker that she interviewed earlier and she explains that i knew who she was as soon as i saw her because i saw a picture of her previously drawn by private jung on the mm. opposite side of the border how could he have drawn a picture of her if he didn't have some yeah. connection to the <laughs> south um proving that the four soldiers must have been friends because how else could both sides have known her face so the real yeah. linchpin of this is that the girlfriend photo exchange <laughs> from earlier yeah she then presents two very brightly co- colored floppy disks uh to the screen <laughs> which isn't supposed <laughs> to be funny but it was, it was the year 2000 <laughs> 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 they're like comically bright they're like bright yeah, they're, yellow and bright yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is it is cartoony <laughs> uh there were cd-roms in the year 2000 i think you know but whatever yeah, they could have done better <laughs> <laughs> it's fine um she's like yeah. these are two copies of the same report but which version i submit is up to you if you tell me the truth i won't leave my successor any of this information uh, and he's like, well, why should I, I trust you? I should tell you the truth. And she drops Sergeant O's name, who is the person that Lee has been trying to protect all along. And uh, now we get the version of the story that is the truth. Oh, um, there's another great part there where because she's she's talking to him and being like, oh, uh, or not not the character. Oh, um, <laughs> but she's, she's talking to him saying, well, you choked me a couple days ago. I still have bruises on my neck. 
Sergeant, oh, he choked you, but I noticed you don't have anything on, like, you look totally fine. And that kind of realizing, oh, okay, Sergeant, oh, he was putting on a show for everyone. Yeah, it was a performance. (laughs) Yeah, performance, they're both just, at this point, they're all they're interested in is protecting each other Mm -hmm. from the other side now, Um, which I I think is great. Yeah, and that's a great, I think that's such a cool way to, like, a cool way to deduce, okay, I understand your motivation now is just protecting O because you don't, Nam, or, or yeah, Nam is gone and you don't really care about yourself at this point. It's yeah. just about O, yeah. And yeah. obviously Jean is dead as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we return 231 on October 28th. Uh, Choi has entered the building, slowly putting a gun to Nam's head uh, and he... O is trying to talk him down and explain the situation, saying that these two have come to discuss coming to the north, uh, but Choi uh, demands that they get shot instead. He's not really buying any of what O's selling. Uh, and mm-hmm. Jong is trapped between his two superiors and his, his friends, uh, pointing a gun at the southerners. O tells Lee to put his gun down uh, and that he'll help them come to the north. Uh, but in this tense, tense situation, Lee cannot drop his weapon. Uh, and O says that this way they're all going to die. Um, he's like, okay, instead of this, let's all three of you put your guns down together. And he puts his hands on uh, Choi and Lee's guns and starts slowly lowering them. Uh, as Nam mm-hmm. in the background whispers that something's not right. The tension is yeah. palpable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> could cut it with a knife. Yeah. Or shoot through <laughs> it with a gun even. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, both men holster their guns, but as the tension drops for a split second, uh, the CD player is kicked on. Um, and Choi, kind of panicked, uh, pulls his gun only to be beaten Uh-oh. by the speed of the Southerners. Um, I got a little bit mixed up with some of the characters in the scene, so if you catch me saying the wrong person shot at what point, call me out on it. Yeah, because yeah. there was it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Uh, it was a real who shot first, but with much higher stakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the scene sort of plays out as the bullet wounds would suggest. Uh, Nam shoots with emotion at Jiang and Choi. Uh, Lee mm-hmm. gets shot in the leg uh, fairly early on, uh, and the job is eventually finished by O. Oh, uh, as Jong has gotten shot like eight or so times, uh, but is not yeah. dead, uh, Oh finally does shoot him in the head, uh, which explains why that shot was particularly clean. Um, yeah. Oh is the one who or, wipes wait. down. I thought, I think it's, it is very, yeah. Yeah. I it's, think it's Nam, um, his first shot shoots Jong in the head. And then he unloads yes. a he unloads it in his chest, right? And then I think then I I think it's um then Lee shoots Choi, mm-hmm. and then at the end of it, not killing Choi, and then at the end, oh, execution style shoots Choi in the head. Yes, you're right. Because yeah. I was thinking in terms when the scene starts, Jong is in the corner, and then by the end of the scene, Choi and Jong are kind of in the same corner. <laughs> so yeah, the yeah. Right. yeah. You're, you're right. That's yeah, that's yeah. the play out. Uh, yeah, because because oh, yeah. that that moment of oh execution style killing the superior officer who had kicked him in the the thing earlier right. and who had yeah who was kind of the representation of that authority <laughs> figure saying you guys aren't allowed to be friends. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, him putting the bullet through his head uh, and basically yep. saying yes, the friend our friendship is more important than what we will figure something out here. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh also maintains a much more level head in this scenario than anyone else in the room does. Mm-hmm. He's the one who wipes the gun clean, which explains why it only had that one bit of blood on it. Uh, and tells yeah. one he tells the other two to like shoot him in the shoulder and run. So uh, that's how they're able to make their escape. And that's what leads us mm-hmm. to the scene from the beginning of Lee as Nelm has sped past him uninjured and ducked and covered in yeah. the booth and Lee kind of limps his way across the bridge. Uh, resulting in the scene from the beginning where he's pulled back over the border mm-hmm. by this, uh, the other southern soldiers who sort of storm the guardhouse area. O stays on the northern side, kind of shooting along with the other northerners until he sees that his friend is brought to safety, and then he sort of breathes and stops. Yeah. Having finally seen the way that that scene played out, uh, we return to the present, uh, to Sophie now talking to O and not Lee, asking if he can mm-hmm. forgive the, the southerners. Um, yeah. He explains that uh, had this happened at a southern post, he would have shot first. Uh, and Sophie asks him about like his upcoming discharge and, uh, you know, is there anything you want me to say to <laughs> the others down south? Uh, but he just <laughs> whistles as he smokes, yeah. lighting her cigarette with a lighter that he had previously been given uh, by mm-hmm. uh, Lee earlier in the movie, returning the lighter to her to give to Lee. Um, and we go back to the southern side of the border. Uh, <laughs> I, I really love that the mo- the that the whistle as just his little yeah. thing because it's just it's so good as having something that's like it's. You're not saying anything, but it is just an acknowledgement of, like, the connection. It, it's an yeah. acknowledgement of the relation without there needing to be words. Mm-hmm. Which I think really sums up, like, the friendship between the four of them so well of, like, the words don't really matter. They're just, they get along, you know? Yeah. They're not, yeah. you know, they're not waxing poetic about their deep emotional feelings for each other. It's more just, like, we get along. We kind of have, like, an unsaid thing. It's, that's okay. Yeah. And the whistle really yeah. reinforces that. Sophie then tells Lee that she's choosing to fail and how there was, uh, you know, she's not going to let the full story come out necessarily. Um, but there was one error in O's testimony saying that it was Lee who shot uh, Jiang, but what does it matter who shot a second later or so? Um, yeah. Further, you know, mishmashing the truth, so to speak, yeah, but yeah. also showing that they're trying to protect each other um, to the I, end. It's, I, I thought... It was that. Well, no, I'll say this in a moment. I'll say it in a moment when we get to it. Yeah, uh, she wishes yeah, him a, a speedy recovery, and he's escorted out by some some sh- soldiers. Uh, and while examining, I think that's another moment. Yeah, I think that's another moment where they hug, and that's they like do. another just like <laughs> moment of warmth of yeah, and that that act of defiance to say, well, forget all the military stuff, forget all the the ranks and anything. We're just two people who have understand have an understanding of each other yeah. that's like somewhat unique, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's nice. She examines the lighter that he left behind, uh, and he, as he's escorted out, pauses at the spot where you can still see uh, Nam has jumped and landed. There's like a stain on the mm-hmm. ground. Um, and before getting into the car, he disarms the guards who are escorting him, taking one of their guns, uh, collapsing down on one of his injured knees. And as she watches from the window, she starts to rush down to him, but it's too late uh, as Lee kills himself. The flashback of shooting Jung playing in his mind. Um, mm-hmm. And he lies on the ground, bleeding out. And you see that along with his dog tags are the pin to the mine that was previously yeah. disarmed by O. Um, 
R.I.P. And uh, we, we fade to black uh, and we return to the scene where O catches the hat and gives it to the American soldier. And we see the picture that that tourist took. And in the picture is <laughs> all the parties involved in one place. Jong is in the background laughing <laughs> as he walks by. We see Nam and Lee are both like border guards like along with O. And they're just all, all four yeah. of them coincidentally captured in one image in one place at the same time. It's one of the best ending images, I think, of any movie. <laughs> it's like, it it's really, good. it makes me so happy of, okay, there, there's some proof that these four people were together. Yeah. There's some proof of this, you know? There's and like it's, this it's little not moment just lost of shared them. humanity. It's, it's both the fact yeah. that it was when he was giving the hat back and that all four of them are there yeah. at the same point. It's just, it's, it's a really nice little bow it. on it all. That, that's my, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever banner on twitter oh because yeah i just i love i just love that image of them it makes me so happy to see them all together you know it's yeah it's, it's a nice little because it's a pretty bittersweet ending to the movie you know it's not this is not a happy yeah. film necessarily but it's a little no. like chaser at the end of it to be like there it might have they might not have had a happy ending but there was a moment of like genuine human joy yeah. in the middle of it and here's the reminder of that at the very end before we cut to credits um, yeah, I, I think I think that that's so much of the movie too. Of yeah. like, at the from the, at the beginning and at the end, you know everything has gone to shit. You know it's all broken bad, and even even once you start to realize that oh okay they are friends, that's what this story is. You still know oh well it can't last, mm-hmm. but it's it doesn't even matter. Or, or, I, it does matter, but it's like. It, it almost doesn't because they had that moment. There was a, a right. space and time where they could all just be people together. And that's something that is so difficult to carve out when you are, especially in that situation. But I really think in in any kind of enemies, war type situation, yeah. just being able to carve out a space for people to be people and not soldiers, you know? Yeah, there's something really beautiful about it. Uh, but that's that's joint security area. Um, yeah. Quite good. <laughs> this is usually yeah. when we'll jump into uh, closing thoughts on the movie. Uh, situa- if I think we both agree that this is a pretty good one, so I'd say definitely a recommended Absolutely. watch from the podcast. But is there like a certain situation you might recommend our viewers watch this in? And what are some of your like closing thoughts on the film as a whole? I, uh, in terms of like situations, I don't know. I... I think any situation really it's it's a movie that like it kind of reminds me of the the x-files yeah in the sense that it like it's it, it's a mystery and there's like a serious aspect to it but at its core it is just so much fun there is like you can't you can't separate the fun there's it's sad it's tragic there's there is a lot of like you know really serious aspects to it but the heart of this movie is this this like very simple almost joyous friendship and that is it's just so nice (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's surprisingly feel good for being as tragic as it is uh which is a really hard line to toe usually i i don't like to recommend viewers watch movies like this if they're feeling down but honestly this one left me feeling pretty good regardless of how sad it ended i'm like i this is a pretty good watch for just about any situation (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a good like it's a it's a good roller coaster yeah. that leaves you feeling good because yeah. at the end of it you just you're you're thinking about their friendship and it's so <laughs> just so joyous you know yeah uh, if you if you watch Parasite yeah. and you said ooh I need more of that good good Korean cinema this is a, a nice place <laughs> yeah. to jump to 
<laughs> and it is it's absolutely a, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of korea so yeah yeah maybe check I, it yeah. out yeah <laughs> yeah i i'm trying to think if i have any oh the oh the thing i was gonna say a moment oh, yeah. ago was that um they <laughs> the uh <laughs> that moment where he when lee kills himself i didn't realize it when i first watched it mm-hmm. but it made me i realized that it's like a Rashomon thing of uh, where I think he had chosen to forget or chosen to misremember that it was Zhang who killed or no no sorry it was Nam who killed Zhang uh, right. when in fact it was him and then being like oh that's not what O said and then that him right. having to be like oh not only did this happen but it was my I killed him like mm-hmm. that was my doing and that's my fault and being unable Oof. to live with that yeah it's 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 like it was something where it, it it was already sad, but then when I understood it this time, it made it hit so much more of like, oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It kind of <laughs> just only gets worse the longer you look at it, but <laughs> yeah. It no. it also really made. I think this is even one that's fun on a rewatch. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's fun because it's so much fun, but then also even the beginning part almost plays out a little bit like a, a dark comedy at times mm. because like. At the, at the start, there's times where people are, like, talking to Lee and be like, ah, oh, you know, he he's a soldier, he's a hero, he killed those commie bastards, and you don't really think about it at the time, but knowing what happens, it's like, yeah. oh, man, he's just getting so much admiration and, and praise for what is the greatest tragedy of his life, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's, it's sad, but it's also, like, funny that it's, everyone's feeling so good about it on the South while he's just in a hole yeah. yeah and knowing a lot of what comes later helps recontextualize because like some of the stories that the after the guys were telling about lee is like oh well, he he disappeared for a while and came back and he's like i yeah. dismantled the mine." he's like well he didn't dismantle the mine. that is a thing that happened to him kind yeah. of it's just the version of it that he's telling everyone around him it's yeah. it's really interesting to try and play a game of like what did i miss the first time i watched this so i think it's yeah. a good one for and watch, yeah. i think it's really rewarding yeah there's there it's I mean, you said it earlier, but it is a very tightly written movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it really knows what it's doing, and it's able kind of... It, it makes such good use of mundane moments and bringing them back later as being like, well, even the most mundane thing, no, it does have an impact. It is important. It just... You don't see it when it first happens because you're not involved in it. The, right. The, what made it important. Yeah. Exactly. Which I think is just really cool. That's great. It's a... Yeah. Solid pick all around. Very, I'm excited to have the podcast dipped into foreign films since Bakura. We haven't really had any uh, other than those yeah. two. There hasn't been a lot popping into the, the chat to say hi. Um, yeah. But Will, thank you. <laughs> thank you so I, much I for joining say, us. I love foreign <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> glad you invited me on. Happy to have you. I also enjoy foreign films quite a bit, but I am, as I've mentioned in this podcast before, I'm forever beholden to the whims of my guests. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it, does it get like... Does this podcast get difficult just for the fact of like you have to watch these movies? And has has there been a movie that you've been like dr- you saw this is what it was and you dreaded watching it? Anything like that? Uh, I wouldn't use I wouldn't say dread necessarily. Yeah, dread is I, in, that dread is intense. <laughs> I, you know, there's certainly been movies that I have enjoyed more than others. Uh, there's some where yeah. I've been like I'm gonna love this and I didn't end up loving it quite as much. And there's been mm. some where I'm like I have no idea what I think this is gonna be and then it's. Yeah. Some of my favorite. 
Okay. Brendan came with Beach Blanket Bingo the first time I asked him on this podcast, which I don't know Great if he movie. subjected you to that. Yeah, okay. He did. He did. <laughs> One of insane. my favorite episodes, a really weird, yeah. fun watch in a way. Um, definitely Absolutely. not something I knew what I was getting into. So I think sometimes yeah. the fact that I don't have choice in what I'm watching is a little frustrating at times. But also, I did this to mm-hmm. me, fun doing the show. Yeah. So it's probably, it's, I don't do it, have enough of That's these good. episodes that it's that big of an issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah but yeah. this this was a nice uh, kind of refreshing <laughs> yeah. pick for me in that it was a movie I hadn't seen and also really enjoyed. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I I really thought a lot about the movie. I just I really I've gotten very into watching movies the past like two years, and so I was like, all right, if I'm gonna be on a movie podcast, it's my choice. I gotta make sure it's like a good one that's interesting and it's different. I gotta make Bring sure it, it works. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I'm yeah. Really well, thanks for bringing it to us. Uh, Will, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Mm-hmm. If people want to hear more from you, where can they find yeah. you? I'll say you can find me on Letterbox. Nice. Uh, it's the only. It's the only one I use with any consistency. And uh, let me. I'm gonna check my handle. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Because I know it, but it'll be in the show notes as well. Uh, so if anyone wants to check out Will's Letterbox, you're, okay. I think you're the first guest who has directly plugged so, their Letterbox, which is surprising for the nature of this podcast. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so my letterbox, it's uh, Dr. Just capital D R underscore film. Nice. And that's capital <laughs> F I L L M. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great SEO. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Well, de- definitely check out uh, Will's letterbox for some other good recommendations and what have you. Uh, and we'll catch you guys on a future episode. Adios. I don't know how to sign off this podcast. I've been doing it for a year and I still have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Movie Struck. We'll be back on July 25th with another thrilling installment, but if you have any questions, comments, or concerns for the podcast before then, feel free to email us at moviestruckpod at gmail.com. Moviestruck now has a Patreon and Discord, so if you're interested in getting more involved in the Moviestruck community or helping to support the show, check out the links in the show notes below to those two uh, sections. And if you enjoyed the show and you want to support us but you don't want to talk to anyone about it, please rate us and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. I'd like to give a special thank you to all the patrons who joined us in June, so give a quick shout-out to Carmel, Alex Lima, Rena Kawai-chan, Newt, Random Nonsense with a Smidge of Tomfoolery, FZJP, Jack Mulligan, Chris Sifniotis, Chronic Dreamer, VA the BA, and Shadow Reaper. Thank you guys for helping to make this podcast possible.